the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. One of the things that allows a country to be a country is the fact that we can do what we used to be able to do, but now we can't seem to do anymore, which is agree to disagree. Uh, We have um, a melting pot here in America. Um, Well, at least we used to. Now we have a boiling pot. I mean, we have a boiling pot, right? We can't agree on anything, and we certainly can't agree to disagree. I mean, the Republican Party uh, doesn't have different views than the Democratic Party. The Republican Party is uh, extremist, uh, fascist. And honestly, I've said the same of the Democratic Party, because when I look at people who want to uh, unrepentantly and in an unrestrained way, abort the life of a child up to and maybe even in some cases after that child is born, particularly when they survive an abortion, uh, that to me justifies me calling them evil because that is the epitome of evil. But the larger point is we we are not a melting pot where we melt. When something melts, it like bleeds over into something else that might be melting adjacent to it. We are not a melting pot anymore. And the reason why we're not a melting pot anymore is because we have staked out our claim, picked our sides, And we now just don't even want to listen to each other. And if we ever want to be a great country, as great as we used to be, we're going to have to get to the point where we can allow ideas to be aired and not hide behind nonsensical, stupid slogans like words are violent or silence is violence. See, hard to win that argument if words are violence and silence is violence because I don't know any middle ground between the two. You're either speaking words or you're silent. And if both are violence, we're screwed. And one of the phenomenon that has made discussion, debate, marketplace of ideas, and other things obsolete is the emergence and indulgence of cancel culture. Where if you say something... It defines your entire life and defines your entire character. In fact, you don't even have to say something. Sometimes it's something you do. And sometimes it's something you didn't do, but you're accused of. I told you last segment, yesterday Bob Huggins, the West Virginia basketball coach, went on a radio show in Cincinnati, kind of a quasi-ambush interview. The host, Bill Cunningham, called him out of the blue. Hey, I'm going to put you on the air. That's your warning. And they got to joking back and forth about Huggins, who used to coach at the University of Cincinnati, and Bill Cunningham, who's an avowed and off-stated Xavier fan. And in the course of that conversation, Huggins, doing what is often done in a sports rivalry, he insulted the people on the other side of the rivalry. And he used a very dumb word that rhymes with drag to describe what Huggins was insinuating were gay Xavier fans, homosexual Xavier fans, lesbian Xavier fans. He used this word. He used it twice. 
It was an uncomfortable moment. Huggins has done what you must do in this situation to try to silence the mob, which never happens, by the way. He's issued the groveling apology. West Virginia has issued the groveling apology. But I don't think the mob will be happy with that because they're not going to be happy until they have Bob Huggins' scalp on the wall. We'll see if he outlasts it. I don't know if he can. But I found it interesting that this happened in pretty close proximity to news that a guy by the name of Matt Areza, who you've never heard of unless you're an NFL fan, uh, now has been exonerated in a gang rape allegation that was levied at him and several other former teammates of his at San Diego State. And a girl under the age of 18 made the allegation last year. Areza was with the Buffalo Bills at the time. They cut him in the aftermath of this allegation. No charges were filed. No proof was issued. It was mere allegation. Here's the district attorney's office concluded Areza could not have led the girl into the alleged gang rape situation because he had left the home at which she alleged it occurred an hour prior to when evidence suggested the alleged gang rape would have occurred. He wasn't even at the party anymore, Deputy District Attorney Trish Amador explained to the girl. A witness at the house gave a statement that at at least one point at the party, the girl made a statement telling people at the party she was 18 years old. Another witness at the party, a different one, says that specifically they heard you say you were 18 years old. There is nothing in the videos that sound like you're saying stop or this hurts or anything like that, an investigator for the San Diego County District Attorney's Office said. Now, you notice what's interesting in this story that I'm reading to you is that Matareza is named and the woman never is. The woman never is. You say, well, she's underage. I don't know if she's still underage or not, but here's what I know. I know that it is implausible to contend that she did not know that making this gang rape allegation against a guy who was on an NFL team It is implausible, in fact, it is insane to suggest that she had no idea the gravity of her allegation. That is insane. And I do not believe that her age should insulate her from having her name in the same story, nor do I think she should be spared a severe legal penalty for making a clearly false accusation against someone And that allegation will never be erased by the fact that now we know she made the whole thing up. The headlines, the vitriol levied at this guy when he was cut by the Buffalo Bills because he was entangled in this fantasy of this sick, twisted girl. All the things he suffered will never be erased. There will be not even close to the number of people who will hear now that she made this up as who were aware that he got cut when she made the original allegation. And so on one hand, we have a cancel culture, a mob that will not rest, trust me on this, until Bob Huggins' 
Hall of Fame career is brought to an end. Even though he's apologized, has she? Do we have the groveling apology from her? No, we don't. We don't even have her name. And you know what? I doubt we ever will have her name. So she's protected. And Bob Huggins' sins, which were, according to the way we operate now, we got to magnify words. I had a little back and forth with a guy who's been a friend of mine for, I don't know, 30 years probably. Uh, Mike DeCourcy. Uh, Mike used to work at the Cincinnati Enquirer. He covered Bob Huggins when Hugg, Huggins coached for the uh, coach for the University of Cincinnati. Uh, Mike went on to the Sporting News. Mike now does a lot of freelance work with the Big Ten Network. Mike and I are friendly. He's been guests on my radio show. I like Mike. I hope he likes me. I don't know if he does because when I responded to he his tweet was his original tweet was that Huggins has issued this apology. That the the thrust of his original tweet was Huggins has issued this apology. Uh, but it's not enough. There has to be more. And my response to that is, why does there have to be more? Why does there have to be more? I know why people think there has to be more because oh, he said a he said a he said a homophobic slur. He can't just apologize and be forgiven. You can't just apologize and be forgiven. Is that how we want to run our culture? Thankfully, that's not how the gospel works. Thankfully, that's not how it works. I I repent. I'd really like to be forgiven. No, sorry. Man, I'm glad that's not how the gospel works. But this is ridiculous to me that we're going to, because Bob Huggins is famous. It's not enough. There has to be more. And my solution to this is, there doesn't have to be more unless we demand more. Unless we say it's not enough. It's never enough. Because if the people who heard the slur would not empower Bob Huggins' word, which is just a word, just a collection of syllables and vowels, if they would not give him power, he would not have power over them. The word would define Bob Huggins, not them. But if they let the word define them, then they give power to Bob Huggins, which to me makes no sense at all. We will talk at the top of the hour to Robert Cooperman of Stage Right Theatrics. Uh, You might have heard the uh, commercials for the latest play being performed this weekend at Stage Right Theatrics, Abbey Theater in Dublin. Uh, That is in the same building as the Dublin Rec Center. Plenty of parking. Abbey Theater right there on your left as you're walking in. And uh, as I will say when I welcome Robert to the show, uh, we talk all the time about supporting thoughts and initiatives and ideologies that you support, supporting them every way you can, supporting them by affirming them when truth is voiced, whether it's at a school board meeting, whether it's at a town council meeting, getting up and walking out of a room if truth is not voiced, refusing to do things that you're cudgeled into doing, putting your pronouns on your Twitter bio, putting your pronouns on your email signature, putting a rainbow flag on your signature, taking down your American flag, all these things. So we'll welcome Robert to the show, and I'm looking forward to having him on. Because, look, we are not going to get back to, you are not going to be able to give to your kids and your grandkids the country you grew up in if we're going to let the loudest, angriest, and most 
ideologically insane people have their way because I'm not an argumentative person. I'm not a confrontational person. I don't want anybody to know how I think and what I really believe. Okay, well, just know that you are surrendering a fight that you may delude yourself into saying, I'm just hoping other people win that fight for me. I'm hoping, you know, this radio host or that person who goes to all the school board meetings or this person who writes letters to the editor or I'm hoping all the people who cancel their Disney Plus subscriptions will cancel to the degree that Disney Plus goes out of business, but I don't really want to have an argument with my kid about canceling Disney Plus or Netflix or whatever, so I'm not going to do that because it makes my life like moderately uncomfortable. Just know that you're expecting other people to win a fight that they can't win as long as you're flying the white surrender flag, okay? This is why I come back to just bedrock values and certain principles that I believe are essential for our country to be what our country was founded to be. And one of those, in fact, there are many of them, but a couple of them are hard work brings success and should. This whole concept of equity, everybody gets the same. I didn't see it. You didn't see it when they were giving medals away to every kid on the soccer team. Hold your medal. Kiss it. Hold it up. That was a stupid idea. Everybody getting a trophy, even though some kids ran when the ball came toward them and other kids ran to the ball and kicked it in the goal. Why did we incentivize kids who weren't playing the game the right way? So they could feel good about themselves. They're just kids. Yeah. Well, that was stupid. And we see that mindset out there everywhere now where kids are, well, what do you mean I don't get that? Well, I'm entitled to that. In fact, we have a whole array of social benefits that are bankrupting our country that are called entitlements. I'm entitled to it. No, you're not. You're not entitled to it. Why are you entitled to it? Well, because I want it. I'm sorry. That doesn't make you entitled to it. That's why I'm a big, big, big opponent of giving people stuff they don't earn and why I'm a big proponent of delayed gratification. In some cases, you might earn it, but you don't get it yet until later. And it's interesting. This concept of the benefits of delayed gratification played themselves out over the weekend in a way that is, at this point in time, just sort of remotely connected to Ohio State University. A friend of mine called me this morning and goes, Hey, have you heard about the Iowa baseball betting scandal? I'm like, No. So I Googled it. Iowa and Iowa State Athletics alleged to be part of a new sports betting scandal. So Sunday, Ohio State baseball beat the Iowa baseball team after Iowa had drubbed Ohio State. On Friday and Saturday. Now, I don't in fact find that to be proof that Iowa cheated, but there's more there, I'm sure, and all the investigators are looking into it. And we had a baseball betting scandal at Alabama already. And what are we in? How many years are we into name, image, and likeness, where college athletes can be paid for their name, for their image, and for their likeness? You know what you're not paid for, for your name, image, and your likeness? You're not paid for your greatness. You're not paid for your performance. They say, well, C.J. Stroud, the quarterback at Ohio State, they gave him a 
$300,000 car. They wouldn't give him that unless he was a great quarterback. True. True. In some cases you are. But I was reading yesterday about a kid who hasn't even enrolled at Ohio State yet. Some wide receiver from Florida. And some local car dealer, you know who he is, he's all over TV, has given this kid a brand new car. He hasn't caught a pass. He hasn't taken a class yet. Now, let me just for a second digress and say, if you buy a car from this dealer because he gave a car to a kid who hasn't darkened the door of his first classroom at Ohio State, then you are stupider than the car dealer for giving this kid a car. (laughs) You are a moron if you order your major expenditures in life according to some high school kid coming to Ohio State. You don't even know if this kid can catch a pass yet, okay? You're going to buy a car from this guy because he gave a car to some kid? Delayed gratification. You think every kid on the team's getting a car? No. Although the idiots who run these collectives that give kids money for doing nothing except coming to Ohio State would like it that way. What do you expect will happen in college athletics when you have kids who've actually gone through multiple training camps, multiple seasons, (laughs) toiled, sweat, watched other kids get Playing time, which used to be you know what you were striving for, now you're striving for playing time so it can make you rich before you become a pro, which is when you used to get rich, when delayed gratification used to pay off all the work you put in to become a pro. Now you just get it when you show up, when you say, I'm going there. Okay, here are the keys. Is this good for our culture? Of course not. Can you blame the guys on the baseball team who aren't even getting a full-ride scholarship? Oh, forgot about that. You get to come to Ohio State for free. Not enough. Where's my car? Delayed gratification. If you don't ingrain that in your kids, if we don't ingrain that in our culture, what do we get? We get a bunch of fat, lazy people waiting for their check because it's COVID or because, oh, this, that, or the other. I deserve it. This is the whole reparations argument. In California, we're going to give millions of dollars to people who were never slaves in a state where slavery was never legal. And we're going to make people who never owned slaves give them the money. In a state that's already more than $20 billion in debt. Delayed gratification paid off for these black people in California. They were never slaves. Nobody there who's going to pay the reparations ever owned them, but uh, they waited, they waited, they waited. So maybe that's maybe that's woke delayed gratification. Oh, oh, what we have wrought. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.